Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Grimmar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, King of OX. Back at it as we get into hour number two of this Graybar Sports Open Line. Not a full hour because we're going to get done a little bit early. We've got uh, Cardinals baseball tonight, 845 first pitch in San Francisco. That means coverage from the Cardinals radio network and Amarin Total Access will begin at 750. Wanted to replay a conversation that Tom Ackerman had with Jim Thomas. It is hard to be a sports fan in St. Louis and not to have been impacted by Jim Thomas in some form or fashion. Guy covered Mizzou, covered the Rams, covered the Blues. Uh, Dan Caesar made this point in a story that he wrote about him over the weekend, which is a really interesting point. You think about the championships with the Rams and the Blues, each of those teams, the, the beat writer, was Jim Thomas. He was the person in the Post-Dispatch and STL Today who was writing about uh, those teams and those great moments. And uh, he has made the decision to retire, did so at the end of uh, the Blues season. And during sports on a Sunday morning, Tom Ackerman got the opportunity to kind of reminisce a bit with uh, Jim Thomas. Jim Thomas is going to join us here in a second from the Post-Dispatch. And I know, JT, that you have been down this road numerous times. How are you, Pally, first of all? Aki, uh, and I do mean Aki. I'm doing great. Great to be on the uh, on the uh, sports uh, for Sunday morning, the Howard Browns of uh, radio. Oh, so, yes. uh, yeah, as Rich Daly used to say, if I was doing any better, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> That's right. You covered Rich Daly and others at the University of Missouri in your long career. Congratulations. I mean, what a run this has been for you. I Selfishly, I wish you could do more because with all respect to all my buddies over there at the Post-Dispatch, your game stories to me are fun. I, I like the way that you write and kind of like, it's like you're talking just to me. You'll have these little side comments and then you'll go back to the, <laughs> to the game at hand. You know what I'm talking about? I I've always enjoyed your writing JT. Well, I've always tried to keep it fun. I mean, there, there's a time to write uh, maybe serious pros and, but uh, at the end of the day, it's still a game. And uh, I've always tried to humanize the players and uh, have a kind of a conversational style writing so i really appreciate that tom and you and i go way back i mean you were you were such a youngster have you hit 30 years old yet or what the hell old are you i'm uh i'll be 48 this summer and when you and i started oh, all right i know uh i was covering the rams in the late 90s when i first started at kmox in 97 covering tony banks and his dog felony and you know the all that stuff with Dick Vermeil. So I was 22 when I first walked around that locker room. Here wow. I am at I know. Here I am 25 plus years later. Well, let me ask you the because it got to be 
amazing what we all went through. The Rams going to the Super Bowl two times in three years. You also covered the Stanley Cup with the Blues. But let me ask you about those tough times. I just mentioned that Ali Marmel, we did an interview, we just went 15 minutes. I thought he was good. It's not easy for him or me no. going, going through a situation yeah. like that. How did you handle the losing and talking to a head coach during tough times? Well, you have to ask the right questions, and, and you do the same thing. You ask the questions that need to be asked, but you don't have to call names to do it. You know, like, uh, you know, mm. well, why the hell does your bullpen suck or whatever? There, there's a way to ask questions and get the answer. So you always try to be fair but honest, and, you know, you try to look at the long picture. I mean, even with the Cardinals, I know fans and, and media are deeply disappointed in the start, but and, and I know some will laugh when I say this, but... It's what they played twenty-two games now out of one hundred and sixty-two. There's there's, there's there's a long, long way uh, to go. But yeah, it's it, it, it's tough. It's it's not as much fun going into the locker room of a of a losing team. But uh, you know, it's part of the job. And and uh, my gosh, some of those stretches you you remember the, the last years of the Rams. Uh, what the final ten years. Uh, not one winning season. There were there were a couple of eight eight and eights in there, but not one winning season. And that uh, that stretch from uh, uh, 2007 through 2011, Tom, they 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 went 15 and 65. So that's an average record, an average record of three and 13. You're, you, you, the team you're covering is usually out of it uh, before the first frost hits in in, in football. But you just got to do your job and and. and uh, and, and cover the team and and make the most of it. It's not the most fun thing. I can remember, uh, Aki, you may remember this. Uh, uh, you remember the tight end, Cam Cleveland, that they had? He's yeah. only there for a season or two. Uh, this is like three weeks to go in the season. It's not like the last week, and we walk in there for the open locker room. And he's in there. He's swinging a golf club in there, so uh, in the locker room. So, you know, maybe his mind isn't totally on the on the season, you know, and that, that's kind of what you deal with sometimes. No, <laughs> totally. And you have those observations. That's the thing. When you have the access that we have, you do pay attention. There's a lot that goes on besides what they just say in front of a PR person. And you can read a lot uh, of language when you're around there. I, you know, Jeff Fisher. And before that, Steve Spagnolo, and uh, there've been a number of coaches here, the Scott Lenahan year, that 2006 year was the one year that I went to every game home and away uh, traveling. And it was just such a blah, you know, there was not much with it. I think it was 2006 and they were first season. Yeah. Yeah. They they were eight and eight and just kind of like they were okay nothing and i think that's just because we witnessed a mixture of a rock concert and a full scale drama and everything else in those 6 years from 99 to 2005 it was insane i mean it was just crazy yeah yeah and even maybe the years that were less successful there was always some oh. some drama going on and uh just the characters too were so colorful just we all in our business, Tom, we, we all love, and I think you'll agree, characters, covering characters. And from John Shaw to Charlie Army to uh, 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 Dick Vermeil to Mike Marks, they were all characters. They had personality plus, and that made it even more uh, entertaining. And uh, those were special years. My gosh, they, they just put the league on its head. They, they've kind of redefined what the league is now in terms of the passing game and 
those things are kind of generational. I mean, you go back, maybe you had Don Coryell do it with the Chargers after he left the Cardinals in terms of the passing game. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mike would, Martz would throw it anywhere, anytime, and uh, God bless Dick Vermeil, he gave him the freedom uh, to do that. And I, I remember the uh, uh, first uh, playoff game, the first home playoff game in St. Louis professional football history against Minnesota, and the, kind of the narrative from the national media was, yeah, these guys aren't going to go all the way. You've got to be able to, 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 to run the ball. You can't be passing it this much. And uh, uh, now the, the Vikings got some cosmetic points there at the end. It was 49 to 17 Rams uh, midway through the fourth quarter in that game. So yeah, I I I think you can you can win football games uh, without worrying too much uh, about the run. And and uh, last add on that, you remember the the Super Bowl victory? Marshall Falk had only 29 yards rushing. So uh, anyway, uh, Mike Martz revolutionized the passing game again with with the blessing and guidance of. Dick Vermeil and uh, what did uh, I think both Martz and Vermeil used the phrase it's a special place in time and, and it was and then for me personally and for St. Louis sports fans and media 20, 20 years later to have this miracle on ice of uh, 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 and sorry 1980 uh, Olympic team for, yeah. for uh, using your phrase there but uh, to have a team be in last place in uh, 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 the beginning of the year and end up winning the cup or the first cup in uh, 50 years. I remember how strange things with Bennington arriving on the scene. They had a Pat Maroon bobblehead day in like mid-January. And the joke, kind of the running joke in the press box, because Maroon was playing so poorly, was that would he still be with the team in time for the bobblehead night? Or would they just have to send those 10,000 uh, bobbleheads or whatever it was back to the factory? Well, look what happened to him. He ended up scoring maybe the greatest goal in uh, St. Louis hockey history to get them past Dallas in double overtime. So kind of, kind of a uh, lightning striking twice there for me personally, but for everyone that's a, a sports fan in St. Louis. Oh, it's so, so well said. Maroon, people forget that, that he, it was going so bad that there were rumblings of the blues are just going to, this is a failed project. They're going to get rid of him. They're going to trade him. He's not happy, blah, blah, blah. And then it starts to turn. Did you think about, your time with the Rams in that run when, when things started to turn, Jim? Oh, for sure. And I, I can remember uh, the media day for the Stanley Cup in Boston before game one, and I had written a story kind of comparing Bennington to the hockey version of Kurt Warner in terms of a guy coming totally out of nowhere to lead a team to uh, a championship. Of course, the Blues hadn't won the championship yet. Again, it was before the Stanley Cup final again. So I called Kurt Warner, and he plays along. You know, doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge of what was happening. He plays along. I explained the Warner situation uh, to, and there's a hundred reporters crammed around him uh, for, for uh, to Bennington at the media day, and typical Bennington style. He says, "Well, you know, I'm telling you about Warner now. It came out of nowhere, yada yada." And now, uh, when I'm done, uh, Bennington, you know, he gives you one of those Bennington looks, and you, you know what uh, what I mean by that. And he yeah. says, "Well, sounds like a good story, but never heard of the guy." <laughs> you guys had a fun relationship. You still do. In that, you know, you were the one who asked him the question, where he looked at you and said, "Do I look nervous?" Uh, that that yeah yeah 
<laughs> and it really yeah, kind of. I became kind of the um, dating myself, the straight man for him. I was like the uh, Dean Martin, and he was Jerry Lewis. It's for some reason, and it was totally accidental. At least most of the times, I would uh, I would set it up on the tee, and and he would say something, uh, you know, say something strange. Like remember the uh, the Who's Montgomery line? That was another good one when uh, he had had one of his tantrums in the earlier in the uh, in the Dallas series. And uh, uh, I'd gotten some penalties, and and, I, and Montgomery after the game said, uh, you know, someone asked him about. It. He said, uh, yeah, he's a good goalie, but he needs to, you know, learn to control his emotions. <laughs> so the next day, I asked uh, 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 Bennington about it, and again, typical that that Bennington looked at deadpan and he said, "Who's Montgomery?" Like he didn't know who Jim Montgomery was. <laughs> so he had he had a lot of those moments, and. Uh, the thing we were talking about it the day they presented me with the jersey was just floored me, it just blew me away. I was I was fighting back the tears when they did that, but I was sitting with with Bennington before that, and uh, you know I told him I said uh, uh, we never knew what to expect from you when we interviewed you. That's what made you fun, and I, I also said I, I I'll put him in my top five of all time players to to deal with. Obviously Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner are uh, probably one and two or two and one, but uh, Bennington's definitely, definitely in the uh, in the top five. What a character! What would young Jim Thomas think about this career that you've had, going back to your days growing up in South St. Louis? Well, I I wouldn't have believed it for one, and uh, you know some of the changes in my career from the zoo to the NFL to the NHL. It's like one door closed and another one opened and the adventures were, were just all great. In 48 years, it's gone by so fast, so fast. I'll be 69 in June. And I, I just figured it was a uh, time, just kind of my, my instinct. I, I, uh, 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 I've talked about Mike March and I have talked about doing a book. Hopefully we can do that. I've got another kind of book, uh, nibble. So maybe I'll keep busy doing that. My wife's a dog groomer, Aki. So, uh, and she's very popular. And she's done so much for me uh, during my career in terms of even uh, uh, driving halfway to Columbia because I forgot my computer, just all kinds <laughs> of things. So one day a week, I'm going to wash dogs for help her, help her out. How about that? From sports writer to dog washer. I love it. I'll bring uh, Joey and Bear over, and then, well, you know, we can, we, I'll help you, and then we can just there sit go. there. And... Hey, I, I guarantee you, they'll come out looking good. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, you still have a byline in the Post-Dispatch in this morning's paper. After dramatic downfall, Blues face key offseason. So I'm going to put you back to work here for our final thing and just get your thoughts on this. The sub-headline that says uh, 2023 team stumbled 28 points below the 109 points showing in the 21-22 regular season. There's no other way around it. It was a huge disappointment. How do you think they pick it back up? Well, it's not. I don't think it's going to be overnight. They still have cap issues for next year, so it's not like they can go wild in in in, in free agency now. After this coming year, after twenty three twenty four, the cap will start to ease. Uh, a lot of people blame Armstrong, Doug Armstrong, the GM, for this, but uh, no one could have anticipated COVID, and that led to a flat cap for uh, uh, basically three years in a row because of a lost. Uh, uh, the lost revenues. And so uh, they just couldn't do a lot of things. And a lot, a lot of clubs facing the same thing. I, I Washington at one point, I think they may have jettisoned a couple of players. Just for example, they had, they had a, 
11, they have 11 unrestricted free agents heading into this offseason. And you notice Washington, Pittsburgh, and St. Louis, they all missed the playoffs. The first time that's happened in, in forever. But the Blues do have some young prospects. Uh, they're still playing uh, uh, the Quebec League playoffs, two, the two gems of their system, uh, Zachary Bolduc and Zach Dean. Dean was, uh, they got him in the uh, Ivan Barbashev trade. Uh, Jimmy Snuggerboot's going back to uh, Minnesota for just one more year, and then I think he'll, he'll join the Blues. But they have some good young prospects, and they have a lot of draft picks. And uh, if anyone can make it happen quick, it'll be Doug Armstrong. So they're not going to be a powerhouse next year. Can they compete for the playoffs? Uh, certainly. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a long drought. It's not going to be, uh, you know, Buffalo Sabres missed for the 12th year in a row. That's I think it's tied for the second longest drought in any of the major four uh, sports here in North America. I don't think, gonna think we're going to see anything like that. So it'll be an interesting season next year with all the, the young guys. Uh, and uh, uh, But, you know, it, it, it may not be a year where you look back and, you know, uh, count up all the wins and everything. But uh, I think they'll be an entertaining team. That is Blues beat writer from the Post-Dispatch, Jim Thomas. Before that, the Rams, Mizzou, Preps, and everything in between. What a 48-year career it's been. And I could go on and on about what you've meant to me, but you taught me how to be a professional and how to cover a team the right way and really get after it. And I appreciate all your hard work and trust over your career, JT. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to be on the show. I'm very flattered by your comments. And uh, uh, when all is said and done with you, you're going you're gonna to be right up there in the Mount Rushmore of Game uh, 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 sports personality. But you've you got a lot of years left in you, man. You're going to be going for a while. So keep I, up the great work. I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, I got, I got a long ways to go, and I, I look forward to it all. Thank you, and have a great day. You too. Take care. That's the great Jim Thomas, the retiring Jim Thomas, talking with Tom Ackerman this past Sunday, sports on a Sunday morning. When we come back, we'll get a little bit more into uh, the Battle Hawks following them missing the playoffs and somewhat, um, I don't know, is it, uh, is it controversial that they missed the playoffs? Is the format that the XFL has for the playoffs controversial? We'll ask uh, Andy Carroll from Scoops with Danny Mack. He joins us in just a moment. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, King of OX. Back at it. Only have about uh, 15, 20 minutes left on the program, and then we will uh, get into St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Cardinals at Giants tonight, 845 first pitch, 750 for our pregame coverage from the Cardinals Radio Network. We're going to talk some uh, Battlehawks football, XFL football right now with uh, Andy Carroll. He covers the team for Scoops with Danny Mack. You can follow him on Twitter at Carroll underscore SGF. Andy, thanks for taking the time. How are you? Matt, doing well. Great to be with you. How uh, disappointing is it for all parties involved that the XFL had this playoff format that really nobody thought would be an issue, but then you get to the end of the year and it clearly was an issue and a very good St. Louis team gets beat out for that final playoff spot by a team in the other division that's not even above 500. Yeah, it's very disappointing. And, you know, head coach Anthony Beck had his last session with the media this week and he certainly was disappointed. Uh, There was a press conference with Jim Hazlitt, who's the head coach of the Seattle Sea Dragons. He, He was very clear that he believes St. Louis should be in the playoffs and that it was kind of a travesty that the math had worked out this way. Uh, certainly the XFL, you know, would love to have its, its best market, its top market by far in attendance and its top market in TV, a part of this four game playoff. So uh, it, you know, coach Beck did mention that he's, he's talked to people in the league, other coaches, league officials. He does believe it's going to be looked at in the off season and, you know, they'll, they'll reevaluate whether or not, you know, the division model is appropriate. And certainly, you know, I haven't had to do math like that since my ACTs. So uh, it, it, took, it took a while to figure out exactly how this tiebreaker scenario was going to play out. And it was very confusing. The network broadcast didn't get it right. And so, you know, a lot of fans were confused because there was a lot of, uh, you know, misinformation about, out there about how it works. So it was disappointing all the way around. And I think you're right. I, I don't imagine that the league envisioned that in its first league, in its first, uh, season here re- relaunching under the rock that they were going to have this environment um you know with a playoff tiebreaker play out this way brian the team fantastic job he sent us those emails that we're trying to explain or not did explain but i was reading the the tiebreakers and everything that's got to go on it was i'm not smart enough to understand everything that was going on yeah no it was it was very confusing because you had it wasn't who scored. It wasn't a point for point against who had more points or who gave up fewer points. It was a ranking inside the league. Seattle was ranked fourth in points for and first in points against. St. Louis was ranked fourth in points against and second in points for. So when you combine the league rankings, St. Louis, Seattle got an extra tiebreaker point out of it. And we didn't know that was going to be the case, uh, you know, really until the, the end of the game on Sunday night between Seattle and Vegas. So, you know, St. Louis did all they could, certainly offensively, in their last game at the Dome, scoring an XFL record 53 points. Uh, but, you know, some of those injuries that they had on defense really hurt them, and, and they ended up giving up more points than they could afford. All things considered, and this is almost a non-football question, how successful of a year was it for this team where they led the XFL in so many different categories? You've already talked about attendance and TV ratings and just the overall uh, enthusiasm from this fan base towards this team. Yeah, you know, I think it was it was a question mark a little bit coming into the season. You know, the Kroenke settlement, you know, how much would that take some of the wind out of the sails? Would it still be something that, that motivated St. Louis fans to get there? And, and I think anybody who attended the Dome this year would attest. I, I was at several of the St. Louis Ram games in, in kind of the final years, and it was a dreary experience. You know, you, the, the, the away team fans were having more fun than we were, and it was kind of a, 
a dead environment, but that's not the case here at the XFL. And you didn't see the attendance drop off in St. Louis uh, nearly as much as you saw it in the other markets. So there's no question that, that St. Louis was a very important market for the XFL and for a league that has tried, you know, twice to launch and only to play, you know, one season or less. I think it was very important to, to have a market like St. Louis really have sustained success throughout the season. And, and, you know, I, I, the XFL, I think the model that they've implemented under the rock and Danny Garcia has a good chance to succeed. They certainly have announced plans to come back next year. Head coach Anthony Beck says he'll be back next year as the head coach. This is the job that, that he wants for now. So, um, uh, it was a very successful season in St. Louis, and I think those you know those games that were at the Dome were just a heck of a lot of fun. Andy Carroll covers the Battle Hawks for Scoops with Danny Mack. He continues to join us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Uh, I, I know you're very locked in with the Battle Hawks, and this kind of goes outside of that. But to me, from a very simple standpoint, it feels like if spring football wants to have success – it would be better to have just one league. And the USFL just getting underway here over the last week or so. Do you think there's ever a scenario where those two leagues do come together? I do think so. I think it is going to be difficult for there to be a, a multiple spring leagues that can be sustained, um, you know, from a fan support perspective, from a TV ratings perspective, and, and then even ultimately perhaps from, a, you know, a player availability standpoint, the quality of football. There's no question, and I think that it's one thing that, you know, the Battlehawks are a good example of some players. You had Hakeem Butler, who was a, an all-Big Big 12 player at Iowa State. He's a six foot five, 230-pound wide receiver. He was picked in the fourth round by the Arizona Cardinals in 2019, and then he goes and he breaks his hand, you know, bounces around on a couple of practice squads, ends up in the Canadian Football League for a season or two, and then is ready to walk away from the game. The XFL draft, draft passes. He was not a part of the draft. And he directly reaches out to Anthony Beck and says, hey, you know, I've, I've decided that I think the XFL is, is my last chance at football and I want to give it a shot. And he ends up leading the league with eight touchdown catches. He's second in the league in yards. Um, and, and what he's put on film, if you're a team entering the NFL draft this, this year, this week, and you've got a need maybe for a day two wide receiver, but you also have some other needs, you can, you can spend that third or fourth round pick now, you know, somewhere else and then sign a Hakeem Butler and, and probably have, you know, have done yourself a favor, you know, what, what he's put on tape and what he's shown he's still capable of doing. So there's no shortage of really talented athletes that have ended up as the league likes to market itself, market itself as a player 54 league, those guys that are right on the cusp of an NFL roster spot. There's plenty of them out there that can put really good football products on the field, but you're right. I think it's important for at least one spring league to succeed. And um, I, I absolutely can envision a scenario where the XFL and the USFL do merge you know, create a sustainable league that can work uh, for years to come. That story is a great one, and the Battlehawks t- uh, tweeted out the photo a little while ago, they did the, how it started, how it ended, and they, they showed the DM that he had uh, to Anthony Becht, and then they showed it, his final numbers. And it's, it's stories like that that allow leagues like this to have success. That is a fantastic story, and you're, you're really not going to see that version of the story uh, in the NFL. No, and then I think the other side of the coin, too, is, is A.J. McCarron is a great example. Here's someone who had success in the National Football League. You know, obviously he was somebody who had, had made a lot of money as a backup, had a phenomenal career at the University of Alabama, maybe one of the most storied you know, college football players ever with what he accomplished in college. And he comes to the XFL, you know, really because he wants a chance after being injured in his last uh, training camp in the NFL to be the guy and to play, to put some tape on for his family if nobody else. He wanted his kids to be able to see – you know, him play in, in, a, in a real game. And 
it was really the feel good story of the year, uh, feel good story of the year for the league. He ends up first in the XFL with 24 touchdown passes. He's second in the league in yards, but he did miss a game. So, you know, it's very likely he would have competed for that top spot, you know, had he not been injured for one game. Um, and yeah, you know, we saw it with the Seattle Sea Dragons as well. Philip Lindsay, who made the Pro Bowl in the National Football League, he joins the Sea mm-hmm. Dragons late. And I think you'll see you'll see more guys who had some success in the National Football League decide that playing in the Spring League and putting some tape, you know, on on for coaches to review, and then also making sure that they're able to stay in shape and in game shape as they prepare for the fall season. I think you'll see more guys with some NFL pedigree decide to to take a shot at the XFL. He is Andy Carroll. He covers the Battlehawks for Scoops with Danny Mack. Follow him on Twitter at Carroll S underscore SGF. Andy, thanks for taking the time with us today. We appreciate it. Matt, anytime. Appreciate you. Very good. Andy Carroll joining us here on the program. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line, and get you all set for the Cardinals and the Giants. Our coverage beginning in about 15 minutes of that. Don't go anywhere. This is Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just a few minutes left here in this edition of Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Can tell you that uh, we are going to hear during uh, the pregame show with uh, John Rooney and Ricky Horton and Mike Claiborne, a conversation with uh, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock, as I'm sure he'll talk a bit about uh, the decision process, the decision-making process to um, go ahead and send Jordan Walker down to AAA and go forward with the outfield group that's here. I do think, because, look, there's a lot of people on social media who are upset about this for different reasons. And I think when you look at it from all the different angles, there's different reasons when you look at it from all those things. First off, there's some people who are very accepting of the idea that Walker needs to go down and maybe work on some things. But they also feel like it should have been Juan Yepes who gets called up. Well, I don't think that fixes the problem. I think right now the Cardinals are looking at the production that they're getting from their outfield. And they were expecting to get a lot of production from that group. There were high expectations. Whether Jordan Walker made this team or not, there were high expectations going into the season of Lars Nootbaar, Tyler O'Neill, and Dylan Carlson. And those guys have not yet performed to the level that the expectation was that they would perform to. Uh, what, you know, what goes into that? I don't know if this is still true. I've got to look at the numbers. We mentioned this the other day when it comes to Nolan Gorman. And this just, this goes to tell the story of the lack of production from the team overall. Gorman this year has six home runs. He has seven runs scored. So he has only been driven in one time when he's been on the bases this year. That's, that's a remarkable number. And that's an indictment on the other players on the team because Gorman's been on base a lot. 
He's been one of the better offensive players for the team this year. So I I get the sense, uh, and, and Mosellock, in addition to having a conversation on the Cardinals radio network here in just a little while, he spoke with the uh, with the print media in San Francisco as well, and I've seen some of the uh, some of what he had to say. I get the sense that yes, they the, getting Jordan Walker to the point of. Uh, him driving the ball more, him lifting the ball more, getting that ground ball rate uh, to be at a lower number. That was an important part of this. But I almost get the sense that the bigger part of this was finding some consistency from the outfield group. And the best way to find that consistency is to have guys in the lineup, maybe not on an everyday basis because they still have four outfielders for three spots. But that's better than if you were going to keep Walker around, he was going to be playing a lot. So that would have turned into four outfielders for two spots. So, yeah, I just I think that's a big part of it. And we'll, we'll hear more from John Mozeliak coming up uh, a little bit more. But uh, he did tell the print media today uh, that they had been uh, mulling this move for about a week. And a lot of it has to do with uh, unlocking some consistency from others in the outfield. Uh, one other thing that they're doing today, they're doing a show-and-go. Derek Gould tweeted this out a little bit ago. Uh, a show-and-go. I used to broadcast minor league baseball. Show-and-goes were pretty common in minor league baseball. What that means is... You show up to the ballpark and you play the game, and it's a late bus, and you don't take BP, you don't do anything else, you just kind of go. And a lot of times when teams are struggling, uh, when they've been working hard, whether maybe they're on a losing streak, whatever it might be, uh, that's one way to kind of change things up. So the Cardinals doing a show and go today, and we'll see how if that uh, if that pays out any dividends in the game tonight. Again, the pitching matchup, the Cardinals will be sending Steven Matz to the mound. He is looking for his first win of the season. He comes in with an 0-3 record, and Anthony DiSclefani will start for the Giants. He'll come in with a 1-1 record. It's the Cardinals, it's the Giants, Ammer and Total Access, our pregame show. It begins in just about five minutes. This has been Sports Open Line. We'll talk to you in just a few here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.